Welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Jackie. And I'm Megan. And today we're filming our very first little mini-sode. Um, we didn't plan on this at the beginning of the season, but then Megan and I were talking about our word of the year. I don't know if any of you guys do that, but picking a word that we're basing our year on. And it's kind of like a, a, a twist on a New Year's resolution, you know, because a lot of people would be like, oh, this year I want to work out more. And yeah, I've a few years ago, someone brought this up to me, a concept of instead of a resolution, it's like picking a word that kind of like reflects the upcoming year and I just really loved it and so yeah it was funny because when we were talking about it we we're like oh we we both do that so we kind of wanted to you know new year our new season's coming out soon talk about our new word of the year yeah so Megan do you want to start talking about what your word is and how you're going to incorporate it into your life and all of that jazz yes so my word that I chose um, was contentment, which I've always kind of struggled with. I think part of it's like a personality thing. I'm always just like, you know, dreaming and thinking and, you know, setting goals for myself. Um, and so while all of that is really good, it kind of comes with like a struggle to live in the moment, to be content, to be joyful in where I am. And so I was reflecting um, just on the upcoming year. Last year, it was funny because I was trying to work on complaining less. And then we had a worldwide pandemic and all these lockdowns. <laughs> um, so I kind of failed. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I should continue, you know, trying, you know, to work on you know, just being having a grateful spirit and not complaining as much. And so that just kind of got me thinking. And it was interesting because that morning I was reading through the book of James, just kind of randomly, because um, I was reading in the Old Testament. And I was like, you know, what? I just feel like reading James this morning. So it must have been the Holy Spirit. But I was reading James 4, verse 13 through 15. Um, and it's a pretty common verse, but it says, Come now, you who say... Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. And it just came as like a really big conviction for me because... That verse, like, basically describes me to a T. I'm extremely type A. I love planning things, and I think I find a lot of my identity in my plans and in the goals I'm setting for myself and what I'm working towards. Um, I kind of like to plan things to a fault. And because I'm always looking ahead and always setting goals, when those plans fall through or those goals aren't met, I struggle with a lot of discontentment, a lot of anger, a lot of anxiety, just a lot of disappointment. Um, but I also just really struggle with a sense of purposelessness or my identity being crushed um, because my identity really is not grounded in Christ. It's grounded in who I am and what I'm doing. And mm. so I feel really purposeless and last mm. year it was just 
that kind of came to a head because everybody's plans completely fell through. You know, like there was a lot of stuff I was planning for. It was like 2020, new year, new me. This is the year I do all of these things and, you know, move forward. And basically everything either was at a standstill or completely went backwards. And that was really, really hard for me because I really struggled to just roll with the punches. And so I was realizing like, I... I have been so blessed and I have so many amazing things in my life right now that I'm completely overlooking because all I can think about and all I'm obsessing over is the future, what's coming next, what I'm working towards, you know, is it, and it, yeah, it went into a lot of different things, you know, it was, oh, is this where I want to live? forever and then I start getting super anxious because I'm like well if this isn't where I want to live forever where do I want to live I I need to start figuring that out because I need to know how much money I need to save and I need to know how much like this or this and I need to make a timeline and you know oh is this the job I'm supposed to be in well maybe I should start searching for jobs and searching for this and that and it leads to just so much yeah discontentment so I chose the word contentment because I want to work on one just grounding my identity in Christ and just realizing that my best laid plans are fleeting. That, you know, in that verse talked about, you know, we're, we really are missed. We're here one moment and gone the next. Like, not that it's wrong to make plans. It is good. But that cannot supersede my desire for God's will. And I was really seeing that what was going on was I wasn't content with the Lord's will. I was more content with my plans and if the Lord's will was contrary to that, I didn't know what to do with myself. And so it was, I was lacking trust in God, but also lacking contentment for his will. Mm. So that is the word I have chosen for this year. <laughs> that is so good. That is definitely something I'm going to be working on as well. And it just, it reminds me. So the only reason I shared this little story of something that I said to Megan when she was like texting me about being nervous about the future or (laughs) something like that um, was because I felt the Holy Spirit really speak through me something I needed to hear and I remember just saying to Megan like you will hear the Spirit's voice you know you have a prayer Mm -hmm. life and you listen to the Spirit Jesus will take care of you Mm -hmm. if you're following him if you are praying regularly and hearing the voice of the Spirit when it's time to move Jesus will tell you yeah and just remaining present and hearing the voice of the spirit constantly. And that's one of my biggest goals as well. And just being content. And I do hope to grow in contentment this year. But that is not the word that I chose. Um, we're not that similar. <laughs> we're not that similar. <laughs> I So I started out thinking it was going to be kind of a two-parter. I thought it was going to be the words emptied and then filled. Because at the end of this year, specifically, actually on New Year's Eve, I remember sitting there and just feeling like God had emptied me of so much, even that night. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was emptied of the hope of a relationship with someone, um, a friend group, just different relationships and things in my life. I felt like God was totally stripping away from me. And I felt like he was saying, I'm emptying you of these worldly things because I want to fill you with my spirit and with me so that you can be content in me Mm -hmm. speaking of contentment and so that's what I was going into the year with um just allowing God to fill me and 
then I started going to daily mass as a way of doing that and trying to receive the sacraments more and going to confession more. And I felt Jesus actually really say to me, I want this to be the year of romance for you, but I want it to be the year of me romancing your heart and allowing me to come within you and show you that you are my beloved first before you are anyone else's. And it makes me think of Song of Songs, where that's really God's love song to his people and how he does, in a way, want to have this romantic relationship with us. Like he is the lover of our souls. And I, as I know a lot of other women probably struggle with, um, specifically in my singleness, just feeling like I don't have that romantic love in my life. It's something that feels like it's missing. And it makes me feel like I'm not worthy of it, that I'm, you know, something might be wrong with me. And Jesus is sitting there saying, like, I am so in love with you. I died for you. I did the most romantic thing anyone could ever do for you. And I want to romance you and have that place in your soul before you give that to anyone else. And I'm not going into this year expecting to madly fall in love with Jesus. So then he will just give me a man Mm -hmm. like that. This is some end goal. No, I just want to have Jesus for Jesus and let that be enough for me until he fulfills my heart with my vocation in some other way whenever he does that. So in a way, it is kind of bringing in the word of contentment, of being content with Jesus as the lover of my soul. But I really feel like it's the year of romance. And like I mentioned before, I have decided to go to daily mass when I can. COVID has been making that very difficult. But as much as I can and praying a lot more and just spending that time with Jesus and really listening to his voice and allowing him to romance me. And I know that Michelle Benzinger on the podcast Abiding Together, which I love that podcast, that was her word of last year. Mm -hmm. And then Beth Davis, who is um, a part of Blessed Is She, they also have a podcast, talks a lot about that. Um, I'll leave links to these in the show notes where they really go into how romance has played in their lives. Um, But I just think it's really beautiful to let Jesus romance your soul because he really is the deepest lover of all of our souls, no matter what vocation Mm -hmm. you end up in. And in the end, that's what we're living for is to be fully united with Jesus. So romance is the word of the year for me. I love that. I remember when you were first kind of talking to me about this, I was reminded of um, a professor I had at Moody who she was talking about how we, I don't know if any of you are familiar with like the different words for love. Like we use like agape, phileo, and I think it's eros. Mm -hmm. And we, those are Greek words. um, And so they're present in the Bible. And we kind of artificially place them in categories that aren't quite the way the original reader would have, you know, so we think of agape as like, you know, oh, the love for a friend or, you know, like that deep relationship. Phileo is like the brother we love. And then Mm -hmm. eros, we just immediately make sexual. We're like, oh yeah, that's like, you know, romantic love, but we, we just really sexualize it. And so when we're thinking of our relationship with the Lord and using those words, we're more comfortable thinking of it in agape and phileo terms than like eros. We're like, what place does that type of love have in my relationship Mm -hmm. with God? And I just remember her talking about this story of when she was working on her doctorate and she was just in this class where they were exegeting this piece of scripture. And it was just like 
her eyes were opening and she was understanding it and she was getting excited because she was just having the Lord speak to her through this passage and she was like oh my goodness this is so amazing and she said that when she was walking out of the classroom she just felt like she almost had butterflies in her stomach and the only way she could describe it was she's like I felt like I had a crush on someone like it was just that like excited like butterfly feeling and she was confused because she's like what is happening and she was like it was because just this like deep love was like awakened in me when I was studying that passage and it was this love for the Lord and this like desire for him, this longing Mm -hmm. for him. I was like, and that's like what you're describing is like that romance, like Jesus longs for us. That's why, you know, we have hymns and things that sing, you know, that he's the lover of our soul. Like he does, his desire is for us. And so I, I just think that's so beautiful that that's what you're seeking after this year is that, that deep, deep love that Jesus has mm. for us. You know, that's why heaven is so beautiful because it's, we get to bask in the presence of the Lord for all eternity. I just think that's wonderful. Yeah. And talking about the butterflies, I've realized, you know, as I do this more and intentionally try to cultivate this in my life, I realize when I'm, I'm excited to go to mass, like daily mm. mass and see Jesus and the Eucharist and I get excited and like butterflies I'm like I can't wait to go to mass and I know that's also a grace that Jesus is giving me that I'm so excited to go see Jesus in the Eucharist and I know that that's not always how it's going to be we all know our spiritual lives are you know it's it's up and down if we really feel um things emotionally but that's just how I've been feeling so I'm just really thankful for that grace and yeah that's a really cool story from a professor I know I love that yeah it's it's funny that both of our words kind of go along this theme of like being just completely entranced with the lord and Mm. finding all of our joy all of our contentment all of our longing are just completely fulfilled in jesus you know just you were kind of saying how you were feeling empty it's like Mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels awful, but it's a good thing because we need to be emptied of all our worldly desires and our worldly contentment so that we can truly fill that space, that emptiness inside of us with the only one who can. Yeah. It'd be really cool. I don't know if any of you choose a word of the year, um, but it'd be really awesome if you would share it with us. I would love to know kind of what god is laying on your heart this upcoming year in 2021 or if there's a specific thing he is teaching you or maybe an area of sin that you're trying to work on this year Mm, yeah Um, it's a good one yeah let's just kind of be real let's talk about it i think that would be really awesome yeah so with that let's talk about it